are so many young adults leaving the church? How do we learn to open up conversations with those who are unchurched about faith issues? And what should a church for millennials look like and do? Join us today as I interview Dr. Tony Cook, Director of the United States Ministries for Lutheran Hour Ministries. We'll discuss outreach to the next generation. Thanks, Dr. Cook, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Thanks for having me. So you uh, work for Lutheran Hour Ministries, and we'll talk a little bit later about mm-hmm. that. But um, I know a lot of what you're doing at Lutheran Hour is sharing Christ beyond the walls of the church and helping people come to know him. Uh, as we talk today, we want to kind of focus on the younger adults. So how has our culture impacted the church today? Well, I think the, the culture, each and every generation, impacts the church in a, in a slightly different way. And this generation, I believe, is uh, um, just the next evolution of what's been happening in the church. So every generation, um, if fewer people come than those families that are involved in that generation, uh, fewer from that generation normally come. And so really, looking at the generation today, you're kind of looking at the last three generations of the baby boomers and the Gen X and then the, the millennials. And I think that um, we've seen that Christianity has fallen from the central place in culture, as well as the importance of traditional um, church activities like church attendance uh, have fallen away as well. So I think the privileged position that we've had mm-hmm. has been changed and uh, and culture has in many ways moved on. That's so true. It's amazing to me having done this program for, I think, 23 years. <laughs> I can look back and see this massive change that seems for most people to have just happened overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, we are definitely not the uh, favored people anymore in today's world, but uh, Maybe that'll be good for us as we look back at uh, the New Testament. The early Christians weren't in a position of yep, that's right. great authority, and yet they grew. Yeah, I think that the the, the marginalization of the church in American society, uh, I agree with you. It helps us remember who we are and what we're about uh, and what our mission is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think— while having that privileged position historically was helpful for the church, in in some ways, I think maybe uh, we've got a little too comfortable, perhaps. I think that's very true. Well, we want to talk for a minute about millennials. And um, uh, for some people, they may be saying, what is that? Isn't mm-hmm. that someone born after 1980? That's correct, uh, yeah. So they're younger than us. Let's put they it they that would be way. younger than us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, um, um, and, and it's a term that we hear a lot in the community. Maybe we could just define a little bit more the millennials and why they're difficult to reach in the church today. Yeah, the, the millennial generation, a lot of people look at different generations and give them names. So you have the, the wartime generation, the baby boomer generation, the Gen X, which is that's what I am. And then the millennials, and you said those born after 1980s. And you think about just uh, the differences in culture, uh, the differences in influence, technology that they were born with that, say, for example, didn't exist uh, when I was a kid. Um, the Internet always being uh, present with them for the, for the part that they can remember, and cell phones and, and all of those type of pieces of technology. 
as well as um, uh, global politics and how things were, were different there. Um, all of these things have influences as well as the, uh, the generation before, their parents. So uh, a baby boomer who's parenting a Gen X person uh, influences them as sometimes an overreaction to their culture, and then it goes to the next generation. And so a lot of times we'll look at a generation and say, oh, those, those darn kids, you know, if they, just, if they just did this or if they just did that, as if they just woke up one day and decided how they were going to be <laughs> instead of realizing that each uh, generation influences the next. And in many ways, the millennial culture uh, generation has inherited a culture that was shaped by uh, their predecessors, by the baby boomers and, and by the, the Gen X culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely different. I can remember when there was an email. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Or <laughs> cell phones cell or phones, answering machines. Social <laughs> media and how that's changed our world. It's, it's, it's really amazing when you think about all the changes that these younger adults have that we didn't have. Yeah, the, the, the connection with their friends, um, the in, instantaneous feedback that they can get um, through Facebook and, and social media, it, it really changes the way they look at uh, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, the surrounding culture, as well as it changes their expectations of, uh, uh, of what they are to get out of life, uh, what they could expect that culture is going to provide them with, and, and what they want to provide for the next generation, for their children. Absolutely. Well, um, why are so many of the millennials leaving the church, Tony? Well, if I could answer that question, I would be a millionaire probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'd write a book and and sell it. But I think some of the things that we're seeing, um, as I previously stated, is that the decline of Christianity has been uh, happening now in America um, for a couple different generations. And you would expect that as that decline continues, that that next generation would be slightly less uh, religious, if you would. Um, And we've seen that millennials tend to um, look at spirituality in a slightly different way. Uh, They don't always consider it to be connected to organized religion. Mm -hmm. And in fact, many times the institutionalized approaches to uh, Christian expression, they think limits their spiritual expression. And, And so the desire to Um, be spiritual but not religious is one of the themes that you hear. Um, As well as with millennials, they ask the question, well, why do I need organized religion? Um, I don't need it socially as the previous generations have because I have technology and Facebook and my friends and things like that. And I think that we've probably – we haven't done the best job making a compelling – reason for why we gather together as Christians. A lot of times we'll say, why don't millennials attend a worship service? Mm -hmm. And we kind of summarize all of what it is to be uh, Christians down to worship on Sunday. But I think in many ways uh, we have failed to communicate the importance of the body of Christ coming together in community, as well as coming together around God's word. Um, I don't think that that has been transmitted to that next generation. So they really don't understand, well, why would I do that? I can just listen to a sermon on YouTube, or I can read a book, or I can get together with some of my friends and, and read the Bible. So I don't know that we've really made a, a, a compelling reason for them to attend. Mm. And don't you think, as I think of Family Shield Ministries, a lot of it is that families maybe take their kids to church, but never talk about Jesus Christ yeah. in the home. I remember taking my oldest son on a confirmation retreat 
and hearing one of the boys say, well, I've never heard my mom or dad talk about God. Yeah. I, I For me, I, I always feel that the foundation of faith is the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, a, a conversation that's getting a, a lot of uh, momentum within different circles of Christianity that it's time for us to examine faith at home. Um, it's time for us as Christian parents to be open uh, and to learn how to be comfortable sharing our faith with our children because they look to us and then they uh, many times unknowingly model themselves after us. And if they don't hear that in our language, if they don't see that in our practice, uh, how are we going to expect them to be more religious than we are, <laughs> say, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or value uh, something that we don't? And I really believe that within the family environment, that's where those important values are developed. Mm -hmm. And if we're not intentionally doing that, to be honest, I I don't think that we should be surprised. No, I don't think we should be either uh, sad, but certainly true that the home is the place where we need to talk to our children at their level Mm -hmm. about our faith in God. And they should be seeing us reading the Bible, and we should be reading children's books to them. And there's just so much we need to do. Yeah. I mean, that's so, uh, one of the things that's impactful for me uh, is that very example. I, um, my grandmother, uh, she would sit at night with one of those large family Bibles. Remember those? They come and sell oh, them door yeah. to door. I have one. It's uh, falling with, apart. <laughs> yeah, it has a picture of Jesus probably in a yeah, frame and a, yeah. a white uh, leatherette kind of thing. And she would sit there uh, at night with that Bible that would normally sit on a table, but she'd put it on her lap, and she would run uh, her fingers uh, under the each line as she would go through. Mm-hmm. And I can remember her doing that as a child, and only later uh, did I realize that my grandmother was literate. She couldn't read. Oh. And she still, every night, sat there uh-huh. with her Bible and ran her finger along those words huh. That was her way of, of being close to God. And, and I always said that my grandmother demonstrated a life where it was as if Jesus were the guy next door. Mm-hmm. He was so real to right, her. Right. And that really changed my whole trajectory in my life was that example, that role model mm-hmm. within the family um, where I would have probably walked away from the church if I didn't have a strong role model such as her. Right. Our theme last year was go first into the home. I mean, Mm. uh, as we go, that is the first place we need to go, and we need to help parents learn how to do that. Yeah, I don't don't think you can just blame them without assisting them. (laughs) Because a lot of them grew up in the same kind of homes that didn't share Christ. Well, what are some of the millennial myths and the real reason people leave the church? I think some of the millennial myths are things like, you know, millennials are slackers, you know, uh, millennials are just, uh, um, they're emotionally weak, you know, things like that. Uh, they want everything provided for them. And there are a lot of kind of stereotypical things that you can have. But to be honest, every generation has a wide range of people within them. And I find that uh, the millennial generation actually works against a lot of those stereotypes when it comes to Christianity, that we would think that because they're not participating in the traditional activities of the organized church, that they simply don't care or aren't interested. But I really think that they're interested in a different way. Um, They are more interested in seeing Christianity as it impacts their daily lives, 
as it impacts uh, serving others, as that gospel goes out in the world and, and really makes a difference in the, the lives of people. So when they don't see things like that in the church, when they don't see service, when they don't see people living their lives consistently with, with what they believe, um, when they, they don't see Christianity um, uh, serving anyone but the people within the congregation, they're turned off to mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so um, it's kind of sad that they'll, they'll gain a hearing for Christianity. You can come into the body of Christ, they can see it, but what they see is lacking mm-hmm. from what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the church doesn't do these things, but I don't know that we've done a great job with helping them understand um, the larger aspects of what the body of Christ does outside of assembling for worship. Absolutely. So many people don't know all of the other agencies like Lutheran Hour Ministries and all of what they're doing. My church Mm -hmm. uh, this last week with all the flooding we've had in the St. Louis area was sending volunteer teams, anybody that said they needed someone to help with Mm -hmm. the flooding, the the sandbagging, and um, numerous emails came out, which is one of the blessings of email. You can get the information out to the members just to serve. And, and a lot of times the children and the youth were going along to help, mm-hmm. and that's, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's uh, one of the bigger reasons. Um, uh, as I said, hypocrisy, people not living uh, what they believe uh, is one of the reasons. But it's interesting, that's just not a millennial concern. I mean, no, a, a lot of people all. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> see that and, uh, yeah. and are troubled by it as well. Well, good. I want to make a few announcements, and then after we've had some time to talk a little bit about Lutheran Hour, we're going to talk about what a church for millennials looks like and does. I think that's important. Today, Family Shield is giving away two booklets, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary, and Reasons to Believe. To request your booklets, call the Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or you can email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. We encourage our radio listeners to give a gift of $25 or more to help us continue to pay for the radio program heard on 53 stations throughout the United States. Each person that gives this amount and mentions this special offer will receive a copy of my newest Bible study entitled Balance, Christ-Filled Living. The study includes six chapters. They include Knowing Jesus Gives My Life Balance, Prayer Gives My Life Balance, Balance When Life Seems Overwhelming, My Life Has Balance Because God Keeps His Promises, and Sharing Christ Gives My Life Balance. You can donate your gift on our PayPal account at www.familyshieldministries.com or send it to Family Shield Ministries P.O. Box 230015 St. Louis, Missouri 63123. Remember to mention the special offer or write the word balance on the memo or note. We also encourage you to share a message with us about how the program has helped equip you to serve and witness or share a prayer request. Send them again to the Family Shield. P.O. Box at 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Now I want to go back to our program with Dr. Tony Cook, Director of the United States Ministry for Lutheran Hour Ministries. And we want to spend a few minutes talking about Lutheran Hour, and then we'll go back and finish our topic. Um, Tell us, first of all, the mission of Lutheran Hour Ministries, Tony. 
Yeah, uh, Lutheran Hour's mission is to bring Christ to the nations and the nations to the church. Um, it's a very simple mission of gospel proclamation. And uh, Lutheran Hour Ministries is a global ministry, actually, mm-hmm. not just here uh, in the United States, but throughout the world. We have ministry centers. Uh, we broadcast uh, on radio around the world, um, television, as well as we utilize social media. Mm-hmm. And you have a new program called Thread. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, Thread is uh, an outreach program that utilizes social media. And um, we are reaching out to um, older uh, millennial population and attempting to engage them in an open and honest conversation about faith. Um, It's uh, a conversation that includes people who are Christian of all different uh, denominations, but also people who aren't of faith at all. Uh, people who are agnostic or atheist or of other religions. It's meant to be a safe space where we can have conversation about those things that matter the most uh, in life. Wonderful. And if people want to learn more about Lutheran Hour, they can go to www.lhm.org. Wonderful resources. I'm on that page often. A lot of nice videos that they can purchase, but they can also just download free, correct? Yeah, we have a number of Bible studies uh, that you can download for free. You can also download uh, PDF versions of the uh, worksheets that that you can use for small group. And a lot of uh, congregations will show these in in Bible class Mm -hmm. and work through them. Uh, So it's all available, uh, all available to download and use. That's wonderful. So um, we could talk more about that, but since we started this topic, I think um, yeah, let me just ask you a little bit more about what a church for millennials looks like sure. and does. All right. Well, it's uh, I, I've looked at a number of churches that reach out um, to millennials, especially those in the United Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what I found is that churches that connect with millennials f- foremostly – they focus on Jesus very specifically and the teachings of Jesus, a very kind of um, Jesus-focused, the Gospels-centered focus mm-hmm. church. Um, millennials are still interested and attracted to the story of Jesus. Um, they might not be as attracted necessarily about the different uh, divisions and denominations and things like that. But surprisingly, even people who are um, – uh, have issues with organized religion, still Jesus kind of floats above the top of that, um, and he's still respected and, and can gain a hearing. So um, congregations that, that work for millennials would be those who focus on Jesus. Um, also those who allow the, the gospel to be central, to predominate. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's I always look for that. The gospel is the power of God for salvation, and without it, it's just a bunch of teachings. It is, and you also find um, that the the negative kind of uh, moralizing message, um, millennials will look at that and they'll say, "Well, you know what? I don't need to go to church to understand I shouldn't kill somebody, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, or that I should be faithful uh, to my spouse." Um, that's what we learn. That's what the the police enforce. That's that's what we see in society. Uh, the church should have a unique message, and, and it does, yes, and, and that's yes. the gospel. So allowing that gospel uh, to be central is extremely important, and oddly enough, uh, can be rare uh, when you look at congregations. It, it, it is rare, yes. It, it definitely is. I, I've been in contact with several churches recently that are works-oriented, mm. and they're doing so much good work in the community, but they are not 
focused on the gospel, law and gospel. They're just not. That's right. And and uh, at least from my perspective, the the works they they flow. They from do faith. flow. Yeah. It doesn't we don't, we're not saying you don't do good works. We're just exactly. saying the good works don't gain you salvation. That's right. And and to have a identity of grace, uh, a gospel based identity, I think is what this next generation is looking for. Absolutely, so. I do too. And also, uh, one of the things we mentioned earlier, uh, I think is very important, and it's that what the church does and what it teaches, that it connects to today. Um, so much of Christianity can be seen as preparing you for the future, <laughs> you know, when Jesus comes again. Um, but what impact does it make in our daily lives? Mm-hmm. Um, is it actually something that if I didn't have it, that I would notice the difference? And we know that Christianity obviously makes a huge impact uh, in our daily lives. Um, it changes our perspective on everything that we do in mm-hmm. our relationships, on our vocations. Um, but having that as a message that is central is something I think that is helpful for millennials to understand the purpose of the church. You bet. You bet. And, and of course, another uh, point that you had in uh, the information was the need for models of maturity and character mm-hmm. inside the church. And I love that because many times— especially somebody that hasn't been a Christian and comes into the church, they have a lot of growing to do and they need to see some models. Mm -hmm. That's right. That share. Tell, tell us a little bit more about why that's important for a church. Well, I I think it's important specifically for the millennials because millennials tend to still be open um, to their family and their family organization. You know, you, there's always a kind of joke about how millennials never leave home. They'll come back and live with you. <laughs> they do tend to live with mom and dad no longer, <laughs> you know, don't they? Yeah. They, they look to family for support. Sure. Um, well, that is something that can be modeled in the family of faith as well. Mm. And so millennials are accustomed to looking to uh, older generations for that type of mm. instruction and wisdom and support. And that's something that we can do as we model uh, maturity and character of a Christian type uh, within the congregation. So intergenerational kind of mentoring, that is, uh, that's a huge opportunity right now with the it millennial is. generation. And, and really, I believe today in today's society, one of the only places we find intergenerational community is in the church. Mm. I mean, when you look at sports, they divide them up by age. Yeah. The schools, they divide them up by age. And it is important that children and adults of all ages mix with other ages. Exactly. It's what happens in, an, in, a, in a family, an intergenerational family. But other than that, in the community, the church is the place that happens. Mm-hmm. It's important because it is, yeah. some, we've talked about that, some families, some single uh, women or single men don't have an extended family. That's right. And, and it's something, this is another multi-generational issue um, for the Gen X generation where many of us were latchkey children, mm-hmm. um, came from broken homes. The importance of having those role models, either male or female, or having um, what's akin to brothers and sisters, you know, or aunts and uncles or grandma and grandpa. Um, that's been going on for some time now, but the millennials tend to be uh, open to that. Um, as long as it's done within that family environment, not in a condescending, you know, you youngins need to do it this way (laughs) approach. Um, But within a a loving family atmosphere, um, they seem to be be open. Good, Mm -hmm. good. What else should the church for millennials look like and do? And obviously, that church is not going to be made up of only millennials. Oh, no. We just talked about the intergenerational. Sure. But, But some of the things that would help us reach 
out to them in love and help them be active in the church. Mm -hmm. There are a couple things that um, I think are influenced by their cultural upbringing Mm -hmm. that we might be able to learn from a little. And and one would be to to demonstrate as a body of Christ love and respect uh, for one another Mm -hmm. and for those who are different from ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Diversity is... um, is a huge, huge topic today. Yeah. And um, it's hard, I think, for previous generations to see diversity um, as a form of hospitality. Many times we see diversity as well. Uh, if we demonstrate love and respect for those who are different, then we're validating who they are. Um, this next generation just sees that as a form of basic human courtesy. Mm-hmm. Um, so demonstrating that unity and that respect for all people um, – and working toward unity and not division. And I think sometimes the uh, Christian church in America has been known more for uh, division than it has unity. And so having a congregation that works for unity, works for unity with their community and the people that surround them uh, would be helpful. Another thing that I think is important but commonly misunderstood is that millennials, they don't want you to compromise what you believe. And a lot of times they think, well, they just want anything goes, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of doctrine. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Uh, Millennials tend to appreciate people who are authentic Mm -hmm. and uh, who who, uh, live by their own code. And so they're open to you actually sharing your doctrine, um, sharing your perspective, and they will uh, be attracted to the fact that when you share that perspective that you are also embodying it in your daily life. So really – to put it all in a nutshell, reaching out to millennials is essentially working to be uh, an authentic Christian who lives their daily lives faithfully before God, and you're open to sharing your personal faith, the faith that God has given you uh, with others. Uh, there's no rocket science. There's no $1,000 solution. Mm-hmm. This generation is calling us and helping us simply just to be the people of God. Mm-hmm. Great. That's great. And that one of the other thing is that, that we learn how to serve God with our lips and our lives. I exactly. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much more we could share, but our time is just about up. So I want to again introduce my guest, Dr. Tony Cook. He is the director of United States Ministries for Lutheran Hour Ministries. If you want to learn more again about Lutheran Hour, go to www lhm.org. Lots of great resources, lots of great ministries to learn more about. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. And if you want to learn more about Family Shield, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. We are giving away two books today, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary and Reasons to Believe. You can order those for yourself or you can order one to give away to a friend or relative. And again, you can reach us by email at witness2family at gmail.com. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. My guest again has been Dr. Tony Cook. We're thankful that you've been listening. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. 
and tune in again next week for Family Shield. 